This is Before the Light Goes Out with Catherine Williams. Emmy the Great is a singer-songwriter. She's also a writer and is in the process of writing a book about Canto Pop. She was born in Hong Kong and raised in the UK. She sings in English, Cantonese, and she says bad Mandarin, but I don't believe a word of it. Welcome, Emmy. Hi, hi Catherine. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Um, we are backstage at the Barbican and it's their 40th birthday today. Life begins at 40. Yeah, and then carries on, hopefully. So, <laughs> happy birthday, Barbican! <laughs> <laughs> so how did you sleep last night? Super bad. I sleep, so my partner and I sleep, share a bed with our three-year-old and she has a bug and it's this weird bug, we all have it, that makes you sleep lightly. So we woke up every hour and had a small chat about what she was dreaming about and then switched positions. So I feel really sketchy today. It's and fine. Do you, do you normally sleep okay? I, am, I need 10 hours sleep, generally. Like I'm one of, like I've tried to wake up at 6 and go to bed at 10. Like I've tried to, to live on 8 hours. I know this is disgusting, like the greed of it. Because like <laughs> when I had a new baby, like if someone said they slept at all I would be so angry so like to people who don't sleep this disgusting conversation but I just need a lot of sleep to keep going um so I generally I sleep well but complain <laughs> that I'm tired so where are you sleeping tonight I'm going back home to sleep in the same formation but <laughs> we don't know no, nobody knows who's going to go in the middle which is the worst position <laughs> Probably I'm in the middle tonight because... I hate it when you have the kids and you end up in the middle because it's so hot and you can't get your feet somewhere cool. Your arms are like outside of the duvet (laughs) trying to get cool air. (laughs) Have you watched Bluey? No, what's that? It's this TV... Your kids are older. It's this TV show for toddler from um, Australia and it's about a family of dogs and there's this one episode. It's so beautiful. It's so worth watching and it's about they're all trying to go to sleep and in their sleep they're all moving positions I've cried every single time that I've watched it it's so good if you were doing this about sleep you should watch that one okay it's called Sleepy Time Sleepy Time the bluey episode Sleepy Time the bluey episode of Sleepy Time right I'm gonna get on it it's on BBC you got to get Disney Plus but it's worth it oh we're on Disney Plus okay great Yeah. five minutes it's so beautiful I think it has Jerusalem as the music Oh wow! It's a very it's a work of art. It's like the, some of the best TV. And is it animated? Yeah, people say it's like The Simpsons, but for toddlers. But it's so the heart of it is so beautiful. Mm. Where is the strangest place you've ever slept? Probably, I would say fields. You know, for festivals, I guess. As in, like a tent, or just like lying out and under the stars. It's the same. Festivals are kind of like sleeping in a family formation. You start them in a tent and you end up somewhere you know like you've bargained with someone for like a night in a caravan or something yeah it's been a long time um what's the weirdest place i've ever slept you know i always because of my need to sleep for 10 hours it's very rare that i would not choose a comfortable place so very basic places like a tent or like a caravan is probably as out there as I've ever been. Can you sleep on, if you're touring or travelling, can you sleep in cars or... I can um, sleep upright, I can sleep, like, I, so, 
One of the reasons I'm so lazy is because so much of my life has been spent traveling. Yeah. And so even if I woke up at like 4 a.m. for a flight that I had to get to get to a gig, that I would instantly, I'd have a coffee at the airport to keep me going. The moment I get on the flight, I just fall asleep <laughs> until it's time. I don't know what's wrong with me. I think I have a disease of some sort. But I dream. I dream a lot. So I'm like a really, like I have a very vivid, sleepy life. I don't know if that's part of it. So do you feel like maybe a lot of your life is sort of lived out in dreams? 50-50 is like I have a waking life, but half of my life is a dream life. So I keep a diary. It's a dream diary. So like I did this course recently, which is where we kind of shared dreaming space. And during one of the sessions, one of the other people in the course was laughing because she was like, one day, you know, when you die, if people go through your diaries, all they'll read is the stuff that happened to you in dreams, and that will be the record of your life. Oh my god, that's like some sort of Isabella Allende book idea. It's so good. And then after that, I reread this Graham Greene's dream diary. That Have you read that? No. He wrote a dream diary throughout his life, and then at the very end of his life, he got it published. Yeah, it's it's definitely, it's exactly what we're talking about. To write down your dreams in the morning is such a healing thing. It's amazing how often something that you remember is all hazy and weird. When you write it down, you're like, oh, I should do that job that I wasn't sure about. Or, oh, I'm really happy at the moment and I didn't realise. So do you think dreams have a purpose? Well, according to the work that I did on this course, like, dreams are as real as reality. <laughs> More than subconscious that we all come from the dreaming. And I, I'm really into that. But I do use my dreams as a way to communicate with myself. And to heal from stuff. Like I've had people visit me in dreams. Like my uncle who passed. My aunt. You know. like And to know that they're okay and stuff. I've visited my grand's house in my dreams. And there's like a few places in my dreams where... I know they don't exist or I've never been to them in my life, but I revisit that same house. It's so again crazy. And, again. and then sometimes you go somewhere and you're like, oh, I've never been here before in my dream world. Mm. I'm pretty happy to spend half my life living in dream world. That's the song that we need to write. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have had a nap while writing a song and then woken up and been like, finished it. <laughs> God, I wish it was that easy. Well, I always tell people you need to have a nap sometimes when you're writing because mm. it's really hard work and you need a break. But that's also how you give your brain time to process stuff. I mean, a lot of my stuff I talk about when you can sort of take your eyes off focus. I do that with my mm. mind. So it's like not just daydreaming. It's that sort of fuzzy, almost like fog. The flow state. Yeah. I forget the author. The flow state? Yeah. Yes. It's like a really seminal author who's... The flow state. Yeah, but it's a really... It's a great concept for creativity. It's that primal zone you get into. Yeah. And that is related to the dreaming thing that all dreams and reality It just means that you're sort of in that neutral space where things can come to you. Because there's so much... The sort of creative side of things when people come on a course to write a song... I would say that 90% of my job is creating a really safe, neutral space where they can feel like they can make mistakes and play. That's exactly, yeah. And then once they do that and they're not governed by their fears, everything, it is the flow state. That's... Everybody already knows the skills that they need and they mm. already know their process. Yeah. That's what I think as well. Or they think they know their process. This is a song or this is the way. Or mm. You know what you were saying about the authors who 
have been on a course to yeah. learn. I think um, just that soft focus out doesn't have to be the same shape mm. as what you think it should be. I'm not as I know what you mean you. about the soft focus. Yeah. I do. It's quite, like, it's hard to get into, but when it's there, it feels, yeah. Because the truth about reality is that it doesn't look like how we think it does. Our brain is patching it up and being like, I better make that corner look normal or she's mm. going to realise that everything is weird. <laughs> you know? But then when, when you get so locked into that, it's really hard to create. But then when you pull back and you're like, everything's a bit blurry then you can actually channel the sort of deeper things that you need in order to write about being a person. Well, also, that's about being in the moment and not preempting what's going to happen next. And kids are brilliant at staying in the moment. Mm. And adults have this fear that if they don't push forward, that everything's going to collapse. And plan ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you prefer sleeping with someone or alone? It's a bit of a moot point because I would always say, oh, I just wanted my own space. I just want my own bed. But if it ever came to it, I'm not sure that I would know what to do with it at that point. There was times in the last two years when I didn't see anybody except my family. The most constant thing that would happen to us was at the end of every day, we all piled into the this one space and then started breathing next to each other mm. so I guess like I would always say I would always make empty you know statements about like oh I just need a little space of my own to sleep in but I'm pretty sure that my favorite thing to do is to be cramped in the middle being like what do I do with my hands yeah yeah <laughs> do you sleep through I do yeah I do I my 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 daughter is she's lazy too <laughs> I, yeah, at this stage we're just a quite lazy couple of people so yeah I do sleep or snugly yeah which is weird because I do believe that this thing that Victorians used to wake up or you know Tudors used to wake up have a break from sleeping go back to sleep and it's actually unnatural to sleep through Mm. I don't know why I'm a sleep through type person maybe I would have been an aberration in the olden days (laughs) I think you just you're good at committing to (laughs) this stage well I like stay I like it when I'm in my dream I want to hang out there you know it'll be time to wake up and I'll just be like I'm just gonna see if I can scooch back to what was just happening just because you can feel it all sort of disappearing and you've got a few minutes and you've just got to gather it so do you work better in the day or the night and has that changed over the years I work well between 1 and 2 p.m (laughs) that hour yeah that's my magic hour yeah I realize I always want to also wake up at five before everyone else get loads of work done but I find that I can only do kind of like menial tasks in the morning like admin sort of stuff out and then I'll have this moment after lunch where I'm like super creative Um, and I'm trying to change that because I want to be like Michelle Obama who wakes up at 4.30 and goes to the gym and then is Michelle Obama all day I'm more of a a like me (laughs) well there's there's already one of her that's true yeah I don't think we need to reenact her I don't think we could when you do go to bed do you like quiet or noise yeah good question I can zone it out you wouldn't put a podcast or read a book or you know those sort of opposite things is it internal thoughts I used to go to bed to the New York fiction podcast I don't remember why I don't know if I was working on something that was taking a lot of brain space and now if I hear the words Deborah Treacy Treacy which is her name the woman who presented it I will fall asleep. Um, it's <laughs> really sad. I don't know what's Sorry. going on with books anymore. <laughs> Can't listen to the podcast. 
I do a self-compassion meditation to go to sleep. Do you do like... Is that on an inside timer or something? No, I just, in my head, I think of my daughter and I say, may you be safe, may you be peaceful, may you be healthy, may you live with ease. And then I'll move that to us, may we be safe. And then at the end, I like let her be asleep and in her own zone. And then I say, may I be safe? And then I fall asleep. Yeah. And you do that internally? In my head, yeah. I do TM and so I have a like a word mantra that I oh, do cool. in my head that I've done for the last six years and it's helped me so much with these social situations that I've, I've always found really difficult mm. just my own insecurities you know I had a TM mantra but it was too highbrow and it wasn't helping me <laughs> so I had to give it up <laughs> I also like a podcast called um, 99% Invisible do you know oh that? no what is it it's all about design but whether it's music architecture flags anything mm. and it's this guy Roman Mars and I always have I've heard of Roman this is 99% invisible with Roman Mars and as soon as I hear my husband laughs because I go hello Roman <laughs> <laughs> and if I close my eyes it makes me so sleepy but who takes your headphones out oh I just have it on at the side so oh. yeah the only problem is is that me and my husband are big sort of radio four and podcasters so we mm. listen to loads in the evenings uh, that's so healthy well it is except if he doesn't put a timer on and he's listening to something in the world service at like two o'clock i woke up he was fast asleep and it was this harrowing tale of a woman who intruders had come into her house and i was like hitting him going switch it off switch oh my it off. God. i couldn't yeah. handle it at all so um you know there's positives and negatives so unbelievably we're at my last question. Oh, wow. Can you think of a lullaby, a song or a book that used to send you to sleep as a child? Yeah, so my dad used to sing this song, which I believe is partly a famous song, but I don't know if it's the right lyrics. Do you know it? Okay. It's, I think it might be Easy Listening or Yacht Rock, which is his favourite style of music. It's like the birds and the bees in the cigarette trees. Great Rock Candy Mountain, mm. where the birds all... Beezles sing sweet lemonade in the big rock candy mountain. Yeah, or candy floss fountain. Ah. Something like that. Is that... Yeah, the, the big rock candy mountain, my dad used to sing that as well. Maybe it was a hit when we were... Are you 80s? I'm 80s. No, I'm 70s, but you know. My dad was probably listening to music in the 70s too. Yeah. Yeah, my dad sang Big Rock Candy Mountain as well. Did it have cigarettes in it when you were... Yeah, I think so, yeah. That's so classic, isn't it? Imagine if you sang to your kid now, like, vaping is cool. (laughs) (laughs) What do you sing to her? She requests what she wants. She's very aware of what she wants. She either has an audiobook. She has two stories, one for brushing teeth, one for just listening. She can either have something on Audible or Peppa Pig stories or she might tell you what to sing. She's very specific. Mm, She sounds great. Yeah, she's really, really great. I think she's maybe the Michelle Obama of your family. Oh, my gosh, yeah. (laughs) Like, she's so together. She's been ill these last days and she's like, I need a bowl because I might throw up. And you have to tie my hair back. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's like, okay, I didn't even know how to take care of myself this well in my (laughs) 20s. Um, can she be your manager I think she's got better things with less um, useless admin (laughs) (laughs) more use for the world (laughs) 
Well, I don't believe that for an instant. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good gig.